As a child, her mother beat her with anything she could find. A wooden spoon, she says, packed a hefty punch, and pieces of plywood from her dad's workshop often splintered on her body. Physical abuse left bruises and scars on her skin, and harsh words barred into her heart, leaving her breathless with the agony of rejection. And then, sexual abuse stripped her of her innocence and made her afraid of every dark corner in what should have been the safety of her room. Even though loneliness made her question having life, she was able to find peace. In today's episode, Healing That Lasts. This is CJ Horrell Presents, inviting you to live the life you were created to live and helping you overcome the obstacles that prohibit you. With informative programming from a variety of themes, including health, relationship, family life, spirituality, and more. Here's CJ. And it's good to have you back on the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. How have you been? You know what? Any better and they'd clone me for world <laughs> peace, isn't that? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, for our listeners, I'm poking fun at Anne because for you, this is probably a week ahead. Uh, but for us, this is like five, ten minutes, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to record everything all at once. But anyway, uh, we're getting into episode number two. If you didn't, uh, well episode two of this uh, uh, topic. We're inside episode number four, so I should say it is part two. That's the, that's the best way I think to say so. it, right, Anne? Help well me out done. here. Well done. Okay, so part two of episode number four, Healing That Lasts. <laughs> if you didn't hear part one, uh, make sure you, you listen to that. Uh, and, and of course, it'll give you some context. Now, Anne, uh, tell me a little bit about your adventures. Uh, that's what I want to start with. You had some amazing opportunities, Anne. Teacher, radio show host, campaign manager. Uh, uh, well, you didn't completely understand pursue your pilot license, but you flew solo as a I part did. of your pursuit. Yes. Right. Um, ice racing champion. Is that right? Oh, no, not all the way to champion, but I did really enjoy it. And I gave them a good run for their money. And motorcycle racing. Was it racing? Or? Well, trials competition. So you're out in the bush and uh-huh. you're, you're climbing hills and Sometimes the ground is breaking away out from under you, and you have to keep going. Yes, yes. Wow, and sailing. Yes, that was a real thrill. I sailed in the Canadian Olympic Regatta in Kingston. Many people know it as Cork, and I sailed in a 505 out on Lake Ontario, and it was an amazing experience. Wow, wow. Is there anyone in particular you want to talk about? Well, Well, you know, they were all... They were all terrific Uh experiences. But you know what? Uh As terrific as they were, Uh they never brought me peace. Hmm. And eventually I learned that I was just running away from my pain. Wow. 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 (laughs) So we can... Are you saying that in, in our pursuits, sometimes we could be denying... Uh, uh, or not realizing that we're, we're sort of uh, uh, running away from something or covering something up that's there in the pursuit? Well, I think I'm really just textbook. So much pain that happened. You know, I became a workaholic. I still struggle with that. I love to 
do the do research and you know the things that I consider work um, are so much fun for me. But I tend to you know be that little workaholic there, <laughs> yeah. and and it, and it does keep us from looking deep inside. Mm-hmm. We keep ourselves so busy, right? And of course, uh, for those of you uh, tuning in to this edition uh, of Healing That Lasts, um, you really got to listen to episode one uh, to get some more context. Um, and spoke a lot about her journey as a child with dealing with abuse and, and uh, sexual abuse and, and so many things that could have really derailed uh, and probably in some ways did. Uh, listening to, 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 to the opinions of others mm-hmm. uh, and deciding not to allow that to, to um, define how you would per, pursue your goals. But I think what really did define me is that I was always trying to be good enough to be loved. Hmm. You know, if you are in a situation where you, as a child, you feel that, you know... The other kids in the family are loved, but you're not really being, then it's, it's, it can really, I, I, you know, I had a lot of broken relationships. I had a lot of big difficulties just hoping that someone would see my worth and love me. And, you know, I grew up in the age of the big musicals that always had the happy endings, you know. And and so as a child, you form this belief that, oh, there could be a happy ending for me. And, you know, we can be really disappointed because if our motivation is strictly to be loved by another person because we don't, love ourselves we've never learned to love ourselves and care for ourselves and respect ourselves and see our worth because the people around us didn't didn't pour that into us as children or recognize our worth or recognize Mm -hmm. then um you know you're going to look for love in all the wrong places as they say yeah so where are you now where are you now of course um Taking the next step, you and I have an opportunity uh, to work together um, on taking the next step, uh, Corp. Um, but but where where would you say you're no, you're now, and how are you living, fulfilling your childhood dream? Well, you know, CJ. Ever since I could hold a pencil, I strung words together. If it wasn't poetry, it was uh, stories or journals. I have read and read, and read, and read, and I still read a number of books all the time. And so I have begun to write in earnest. And I've, this this year, I've created a website called andonley.ca. And if people decide to go to that website, mm-hmm. they'll see this writing unfold. And it's writing with a purpose. Um, it's, it's, it's not enough to gain healing, We have to create in our environment a culture of healing Hmm. because if, if we can, we can, we can take a next step, for instance, Mm -hmm. but if we don't do something to protect that healing, we'll fall back again. And this is the hundred piece puzzle is so exciting now because as you heal in an area, Hmm. then you, then you look at the adjacent areas and say, wait a minute now, is that going to just support this new healing that I've got? 
Or do I need to look at another piece now? Mm -hmm. So this creating a culture of healing for myself and helping others to do the same, that's a big focus for me in terms of writing. And you, your listeners may already have guessed that I really love to do speaking engagements and, and do do that from time to time. And, you know, groups large and small doesn't matter to me. It just matters that someone has a need, and I might have a tool that can help them take their next step. Mm-hmm. Well, I know uh, I promise uh, my listeners that uh, we, we're going to explore some more together um, in fu- future podcasts. Um, for instance, you and I just completed a, a seminar uh, a few weeks ago, Breaking Free. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, forgive me, my voice is beginning to fail me a bit as I have been battling with this sinus. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to continue to push through. I'm going to break free, Anne. Okay. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to break free. Um, but, but today, today I know you wanted to focus on sharing some things, some very important things for the listeners um, as we explored uh, the many things that, uh, or, or the journey uh, you took in your life uh, with your various businesses, despite the things that happened um, as a child, uh, what you're doing now, the things that you've learned, and there's some things that you really want to sort of deposit um, into uh, our listeners and somebody that may be listening that really, really, really needs to hear it. And um, so I know, I know we're going to do that. And so if this question is going to, uh, if I'm jumping ahead, let me know. But you spoke about creating an environment, mm-hmm. right, yes. of, of healing, creating a, cul- a, a to, culture. To a culture of healing. Do, does that include making people aware? Well, you know, until we understand mm-hmm. that we have a difficulty. I mean, I think that's what you're meaning about being aware. Um, one, of, one of the first steps in coaching people is um, helping them see what's really going on because so many of us just want to stay oblivious. We don't want to have to face pain. We don't want to have to face anything really that's unpleasant. But the thing is, there is such a joy that comes to us when it's because it's like learning a new skill, you know, mm-hmm. even uh, flying an airplane, you know, there's such a joy when you land it the first time yourself. Mm-hmm. When we have suffered trauma, severe trauma, as children, as teens, as adults, mm-hmm. there is such a joy in being able to face it. Mm-hmm. Grieve it, examine it, analyze it, and then break free from it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and another thing, you know, or another part of making our environment aware, people in our environment, people in our lives, mm-hmm. sometimes we have to make them aware of where we are. And that's not easy. Well, it's not easy. And, and often people don't want to be made aware. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own pain. And sometimes our culture of healing will actually um, move us away from relationships that we might have had. Or, and, and if, you know, I'm thinking in terms of friends or colleagues then, uh, you can't move away from family, but 
the, the relationships might have to change. There might be some topics that, you know, you just don't bring up with that person because they don't get it mm-hmm. and you'll only get hurt again. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about us creating our culture of healing and, and looking, looking after our hundred piece puzzle because we start to be aware of what is good for us mm-hmm. and what isn't so good for us. Right. And not feel guilty. Guilt and shame, I mean, these are terrible things that tear us down. And we, some things we carry all our lives. Like, CJ, you probably know people who something happened in their life and they can never forgive themselves for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can never forgive yourself when forgiveness is available, Mm -hmm. and that's where my faith comes in. Yes. Because... If I didn't, if I didn't know who God was mm-hmm. and is to me, if I didn't know, I I could never even be sitting here with you. I would still be carrying all the guilt and shame, and the and the inability to forgive myself for mistakes that I made until I could learn to know better. And I guess also discovering um, who you are. Mm-hmm. Or who you were designed to be, mm-hmm. who you were made to be, you know, your real identity, I guess, you know. I had, I remember this one person, um, I, I used to drive by this, this yard and it had a, a big stone dog in mm-hmm. the yard. And one day I drove by and it was gone. Now, where do you take a big stone dog, right? Mm-hmm. The size of a St. Bernard or bigger. And so I said to someone, I really want to, st- I want to stop in and ask them what happened to their dog. Mm-hmm. And the person I was talking to said, well, why would you do that? I, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you need to do that? Well, and eventually I did stop in, by the way, and a drunk driver had come up in the yard and smashed it. Why would I th- remember last week? I was born with curiosity. Mm-hmm. A writer needs curiosity. Mm-hmm. So, so really, this person was making a comment that did take me away from my dream. Like, not just that one comment. Obviously, there are other things, too. But mm-hmm. that's why I'm so excited to be really giving time and attention to my writing now. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me more. Uh, you started to, actually, about where we are now. What, what are okay. we doing today? What are we looking at to help? What's the, what's the message today, the strategy, the strategy today for people who are looking for healing that lasts? Well, where we live here, CJ, there is very little help for people who are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, the reason there's very little help is there just aren't the resources. It's not that people don't feel that this is important. Mm-hmm. But you, you'd go on a waiting list just to be evaluated, and then you'd go on a waiting list before you could even get someone to be talking to you to help. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just spend a few moments on this because... We so often think of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD as something that affects first responders, soldiers, probably not us. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to start with a quote 
Eric uh, Greitens, who was a Navy SEAL, spent two tours in Afghanistan and two in Iraq, has written a book called Resilience, Hard-Won Wisdom for Living a Better Life. And on page three, he's writing to a friend of his, and he says, you can be tough on civilians, on people who don't understand what you've been through, because his friend was also a a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. But the battlefield isn't the only place where people suffer. Hardship hits in a million places. And lots of people, including your neighbors, have suffered more than any soldier, and they've done so with none of your training, with no unit around them, with no hospital to care for them, and sometimes with no community to support them. CJ, that is a huge statement from a Navy SEAL. So... I want to just talk about some symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. There are four physical symptoms, and I'm taking this from Raymond Flannery, who's written um, post-traumatic stress disorder uh, book, and actually came to our community to train the police officers here. Okay. So the physical symptoms are hypervigilance, exaggerated startle response, difficulty sleeping, difficulty with concentration or even memory, mood, irritability, especially anger and depression. Now, hypervigilance, that often, I, I, I listen, I had a lot of hypervigilance <laughs> because, you know, you're always on the watch for where is danger going to come from and how are you going to be hurt next? So if people are, are accusing you of, you know, you, have, you seem to have to be in control of everything. Well, take a look. Is this, is this a behavior pattern that you've created to help yourself feel safe Mm -hmm. because some trauma at some age occurred to you. And I would, I would just want to encourage you that if this is the case, these patterns that develop to, to be able to change those patterns and especially this one, start to look at what you've accomplished. You're an adult now. You can rely on yourself And so, especially if it happened when you were a child, but even if it happened when you were older, just think of what's, what you've been able to accomplish since then to now and start to have some confidence in yourself that in the moment you will be able to handle things that happen. Yeah. I'm not saying to not keep, you know, to stop trying to be safe, but you know. The next one's an exaggerated startle response. Are you one of these people that if somebody comes into the room and you're not expecting them and suddenly you're startled? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're like me, you had a lot of people say, what on earth is the matter with you? Why do you always have to have this big dramatic reaction just because I came into the room? Mm-hmm. Well, somewhere, sometime, over a period of time, Something has happened, mm-hmm. unexpected, and this, this is now your, your pattern. You're easily startled. 
Mm-hmm. That you weren't born with that. Mm-hmm. Some events have occurred yeah. for that. So the next time somebody says to you, "What's the matter with you?" Big drama response. You know, in your heart, you know that that came because of something that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. And the exciting thing about this, CJ is that these learned behaviors can be unlearned. That is the joy that can be found in post-traumatic stress disorder. You say, joy? Are you kidding me? Listen, to discover that I created these patterns in myself to handle hard situations... Those were things I learned, and I can unlearn them, mm-hmm. and I can be less startled, and I don't have to be as hypervigilant. I guess because it's, it's the understanding that comes. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. The intrusive systems can be recurring, distressing recollections, thoughts, memories, dreams, nightmares, flashbacks, physical or psychological distress at an event that symbolizes the trauma. Mm-hmm. We can have grief or survivor grief. The avoidance symptoms can be avoiding specific thoughts and feelings and activities or situations. We might have diminished interest in significant activities. We might have a restricted range of emotions. We just kind of feel numb. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't solve everything in a short podcast, but I, I just want to restress that Understanding the difference between opinions, people saying to us, you know, you're no good, you'll never amount to anything. I mean, there's all sorts of negative opinions that are expressed to us. Mm-hmm. And the truth, and for me, it's the truth that I find in my faith. Mm-hmm. Knowing that truth, who I am in God when I start to measure what other people say to me or even what other people have done to me, when I start to measure that against the truth of being a child of the living Lord, it brings that peace that mm-hmm. passes all understanding. Well, could you tell me a little bit about uh, some of the, the truths uh, you know, when you talk about truth about yourself, what, what are some of the things you discovered about yourself that you realized, you know what, I believed this once, but now I understand that this is the truth about me? Well, um, one of the things that I've discovered is that it's okay to like me mm. because in my environment... Boy, if I was the person that people talked to me about like I was, you know, you're no good and this and that and this and that. No. And and I, I, I learned that I'm stronger than I thought I was, that I was doing all these things that were very strong. But in this one little area, I had such low self-esteem. You know, if, if you've been sexually abused over time and it's incest... Um, and no one ever finds out until you're an adult years and years later. You know, what's poured into your little mind as a child. You know, you don't have much worth. 
but I I feel it's not prideful. It's just I'm okay. There's a French expression which I can't say it in French, but but it means I'm okay in my skin. I'm I'm okay to be who I am. I'm okay to express myself. Mm-hmm. That was never encouraged for me, and even as an adult, you know, in some relationships that I had. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with me, um, I, and I I love to sing. And you know what? I can still do things and not be a bull in a china shop. I told that story last time. So I, I, just, I just feel at peace. I don't need this struggle anymore. I don't need to, to prove that I'm worthy of being loved. Mm-hmm. I'm very blessed because I learned how to choose good friends. Um, for the longest time, I didn't choose good friends. So, you know, my friends, we love each other and we encourage one another. And so that's a blessing. Um, I talked last time about choosing a good mentor, which I've been very blessed to choose. But also surrounding ourselves with people who can express how they love us. And Mm -hmm. we can express how we love them. And it's just what I've discovered about myself is that I was always searching for happiness, to just to be happy. But I have found joy. Mm-hmm. And that's entirely different. And, and you know, does that answer your question? Or? Well, I think it does. Yes, it does. And, uh, <clears throat> sorry, on that last note, um, episode number one of the podcast, I talk about that a lot. The yes, difference you between did. joy and, and happiness and, and the importance of understanding them both. Yes. Um, what else? What else do you want to share with, with our listeners um, as we, you know, begin to explore in part, because I know this is so, so, so deep, um, as we explore trauma and, and moving forward? Well, I think we need to call it what it is, because so often people say, oh, well, you know, I, I, somebody has it worse than me, or I'm okay, especially, especially the older generations, mm-hmm. because when abuse was happening to them, there weren't, the children's aid wasn't around, there weren't resources like there are now. And, and um, I once did a speaking engagement, and I, I, um, ha- the audience was probably 55, most of them, and older, you know, 60s and 70s. And 20 people came for prayer because of the burdens that they were carrying from the past. See, we're not designed to carry burdens from the past. Mm-hmm. We're designed to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's not being, you know, not caring about things. I don't mean that, but I mean not bringing from the past these, these and, and it could be, you know, my mom died a tragic death. That wasn't that long ago, but it was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. When, we, when a parent dies, when so it isn't just the childhood traumas. It's it's all these other things that happen to us, and really, and again, here's my faith because there are things that are too big for me. But Jesus is my burden bearer. Mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> so, so I've we, been blessed. I can tell you that. <laughs> so we must not be afraid to to face challenges, to face these things that seem so big. Yes. Um, there, there is always inside of us, I guess, a, a way. You, you want to say something? Well, like I that. thought Go you were going to say there's always a next step. <laughs> okay. Yes. But, but you know what? What you were just going to say, and excuse me for cutting you off. No, no, no. But inside of us, we know the truth. Yes. We know who we are. Mm-hmm. We know what we need. But we are, we put up these barriers. We have this fear. We're afraid to step out. And this is why finding the right mentors, people who will help you step out, Mm -hmm. people who will support that. And I think if there was one thing I would want to say is this, whatever you're facing, there is a way out. And you are wise and you can be strong mm-hmm. and you can take that step I, there's hope in every situation we just have to really want to find it mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Anne, for being my guest uh, on these two episodes. And, of course, uh, you promised. I have that on record in the first edition <laughs> that you're going you're gonna, to uh, frequent the podcast. Um, and I'm excited because I know we have, we have a, a lot of things that we want to do together, and I'm looking forward to that, having you on again sometime soon, I hope. And, of course, you can connect with Anne right now at annedonnelly.ca. And uh, you can connect, of course, with both of us at takingthenextstep.ca. Um, and, of course, uh, cjhall.com. Subscribe, subscribe. Can't stress <laughs> that enough because when you do, you're kept up to date on what's happening and uh, what to look forward to in the future. Well, CJ, I just want to thank you for bringing me on the program. This is your new venture, doing these podcasts and I'm really excited to see and hear. I'm excited to hear your other guests that you have upcoming and other topics that you have. So, yeah, yeah. And this was a this was a heavy one for me. Uh, you know, um, I guess because I know a bit of your experience and 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 because you and I are working together with a lot of people and and uh, sometimes it's it's tough, you know. But, uh, yeah, we're going to explore a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of things uh, t- together, various topics, various themes, uh, healing that lasts. Thank you so much. You're we'll welcome. be back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. listening to this edition of cj horrell presents if you enjoyed the show remember to like comment share and subscribe at cjhorrell.com we're better with you